God is so good. Amen. And uh, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and life in abundance. This is the word of God. Jesus said that in John chapter 10. Do you believe that God has one abundant life for you? Do you agree with that? Or God has one abundant life in store for us, filled of, with peace and blessings in this earth. But God has much more on eternity, in eternity for me and for you. I know that uh, we, are, we all are worried about our life here right now. But I can guarantee you that what God has for you in eternity is much more than what you have right now. Can you say amen? amen. If your life here on earth is not focused on eternity, you will not live this abundant life. And when you reach the eternity, you will regret how you lived selfishly. Did you know that? Why? Because the way we will live in eternity and what we will receive at the end of this earthly life will depend on the choices we make. How we invest in the kingdom of God and how we use our life, our time, our gifts, and our resources on this earth. And this is why I am teaching. Because of that, this is why I am teaching about stewardship in the kingdom of God. Do you know what means a steward? Do you know what means a steward? Do you know? Yeah. It's a servant. This is a word that normally we don't use anymore. But years ago, the landlord had stewards in their homes. And the stewards, they were there to serve, to do many things. But they were there not to do what they wanted to do. They were there for or to serve, to serve. And last week, I started this new series, Servants of the Kingdom, with the message, I'm not one owner. I am a manager. I am a steward. And the first point that I spoke to you was, I'm not the owner. Okay? This earth was made by God and for God. And we are not the owner. We cannot do the things in the way that you want. I have a pastor that he used to say, if you want to do everything in your own way, you have to create one word for you. <laughs> because God created this world and created me and you to serve him. Can you say amen? Then the rules of how the house of God has to be managed have already been established in his word. That is the Bible. And God is the owner of this earth. And you and, and he's the owner of your life and also my life. And also I have said to you that you don't own anything. Include your own life. Why? Because it can be taken. And it will be taken one day. Second point. I am a steward. I am a servant. We learned that Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve failed. Because they are not content in being the stewards in that garden. And because they want to know more things and because they wanted to be the owners and to do the things in their own ways. And 
And now I'm going to start the second message. And today we will have the second message that is stewardship in the kingdom of God. I just gave some summary from last message and I'm going to start from now. Stewardship in the kingdom of God. Unfortunately, many Christians do not understand what is to be a servant in the kingdom of God. Unfortunately. Some people, they come to church, or some were born in the church, were baptized, became official members of Shalom or their church, but still do not understand what is to be steward, a servant in the kingdom of God. This word I am teaching you and you are receiving today, if you receive it in your heart and put it into practice, you are going to change your life, you are going to change your future in eternity. How many of you read Matthew 25 this week? Raise up your hand, I want you to know. How many of you read Matthew 25 this week? Raise up your hands. I told you for you to read, because if you have read, maybe you're going to learn more. And uh, about the parable of the talents. Please, I'm going to give you some homework today, or this week. Do you accept this challenge? And the homework is, this week you are going to read the parable of the talents. Matthew 25, from verse 14 until the end, to 30, okay? This is a homework for you. Because of this teaching, Jesus said, when Jesus started this parable, he said, the kingdom of God is like, or Jesus was saying, this is about your life at the end. It's about the kingdom of God. And also, if you read Matthew chapter 24, 25, you are going to see that Jesus is speaking about what? End times. And then this parable is there. And it's about your future and your eternity. And did you, did you notice, if you have read, did you notice what happened with the third servant? that received one talent and was lazy. Do, did you remember what happened with him? Wow. And this is why I am teaching about that to you. It's so important. And last week, I talked about the number one servant that received how many talents? Five. And also I talked about the number two that received two talents. And today I am focused only on the third servant that received one talent. Okay? Remember that everyone, all the three servants, they received according to their administration capacity. Right? One received, one received five because he had ability to deal with. Another two and another one. And that three people, they represent me and you and all the church. Why? Because God has given us talents, gifts, resources. And he expects us to use it. And to multiply what we received. Can you say amen? amen? Did you know that you received talent from God? Did you know that? Yeah. Everybody. Don't say. Everyone received at least one talent. 
And if I have no time to go deeply, but if you do not know one talent, it was a lot of money. A lot. A lot of money. It's not just a little bit. Or every one of us received a lot of talents, gifts, and also resources. God has given you many things. And now we are going to read the verse 24th and 25th of Matthew 25, chapter 25, okay? I asked, I asked you to read at home because you have no time to read through all the verses, okay? Then next week you are going to read all the verses. Then <coughs> let's read 24th and 25th. Then he who had received one talent came and said, what he said? Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. I am, as I told you today, I want to talk only about this servant number three. Why? Just in case we have some number three here in this room. Maybe. Or maybe I have some servant number three watching me. And then, Servant number three, he begins when he was before his servant. If you do not know, one day we all will be before the Lord, all of us. The Bible says all of us will be standing before the Lord after our death or after Jesus comes back. All of us. There is no excuses. This is one appointment for all of us. You cannot say I'm busy for this appointment. <laughs> no one can say I am busy for this appointment and I cannot go. We have to. There is no excuses. But let's go to this servant, servant number three. Because we know what happened with servant number one, number two. But servant number three... He, is, he begins to making excuses for his failures and then blames his failure on his master. Did you notice that? Let's read 24th again. Look what he said, the 24th. Lord, I know that you are a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Wow! What he said to him? To the master? What did he say? Are, are you with me? What he started saying to the Lord? You are a hard man. Wow! I learned many things. Just reading this text, what, what did I learn? He served in the kingdom for many years, but did not have one intimate relationship with the Lord. He didn't know his master because he said, you are a hard man. Because he was lazy. Then he started blaming his master and said, you are a hard man. Can I ask you, is our Lord, our God, a, a hard man? No. no, of course not. For God is a loving, affectionate, and faithful God. He is not unjust. On the contrary, He is fair. And it's because of His justice that we have to set account one day. Because he's just. And one day he said, okay, because I am just, 
I am a righteous man, then one day you're going to set accounts. Amen? But remember that the one who received just one talent, he did not throw it away. He didn't get his talent that the Lord has given and say, okay, I'm going to throw it away. Another thing, he didn't abandon the kingdom. No, he was there. He did not become one unbeliever. He stayed with the other two. They were together. They stayed there. He was, I, I would say that he was part of the church. He was a member of the church. But the point was, he did not use his resources for the kingdom. He did not use his time. In his time, he did, he did what he wanted to do. He did not multiply as the Lord expected him to multiply. What he did, he hid his talent. Pastor Fabiana preached Two weeks ago, don't, don't hide your talents, your talents. What are you doing with the talents that you, are, you have received? What did the Lord said to him? Matthew 25, verse 26. He hid his talent. And what the Lord said to him, let's read all together. The Lord answered and said to him, what? Ooh, you wicked and lazy servant. His Lord called him lazy. Why? Because he didn't want to work. This is the what it means to be lazy. <laughs> yeah. There's no other word that I cannot explain another another way. Because he didn't want to work, but not only lazy. Also, the Lord called him what? Wicked. 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 Wicked comes the word perversion. That is the word per perverse. Usually, laziness is connected with wickednesses. Yeah. Both. Laziness is connected with weaknesses. Why? Pastor, because sin destroys our relationship with God. And as a consequence, we have no pleasure to serve God. You have no pleasure in being, being in his house. We have no pleasure in loving people. We have no pleasure in making disciples. And because of our sin and also our pride, we decide to do the things in our own ways. And because of his weaknesses and laziness, he didn't use his talent. And what the Lord said to him? The Lord said, you know me. You know my expectation. You know that I am a hard man. You, you told that. You have said. And you know that I have high demands. And don't accept cheap leftovers. This is what the Lord said. In other words. What did, did the Lord do after that? Let's read verse 28. This, this verse teaches us a lot. And this verse is speaking about my life and your life at the end. Verse 28. Therefore, let's read all together. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Wow! <laughs> because 
He hid his talent because he was lazy, because he took it and gave it to the servant that was not lazy. Because he was lazy, the Lord took, give me your talent, and gave it to the one that was not lazy, and to the one who used his talents to their full potential. This is what this parable is about. Or the third servant lost his talents, his opportunity, and his blessings. And sometimes I'm talking to people about this verse, and some people say, say to me, Pastor, I have some trouble with this verse. <laughs> How can God take a person who has just one and take from that person and give it to the, on, on the one who has ten. <laughs> this is not fair. For example, there is one woman that has just one bread. Another woman that has ten breads. And then what happened at the end? He took from the one who had one and gave it to the one who had ten. This looks like unfair, isn't it? Looks unfair for this world. But what Jesus was speaking about what? Kingdom of heaven. Pay attention. Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven. It was talking about your future. In that day, when he's going to say, let's see what you did and let's put on the scale. Okay? And because he took the one who had just one and gave it to the one who had ten. It sounds unfairness. The explanation is in the verse 29. Let's read. Verse 29. For, let's read all together. For to everyone who has more will be given. And he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Wow, great principle. God, who gave the talent to that man? Who gave the talent to that man? God. Or God is taking back his own talent because we're all his we start with. It was his. The talents were his possession. This is the point. The point is not about you, what you are, about uh, your ministry, about what you are doing. It's he gave it to you, and you are here to do what? Just to serve and to use it. And then, since the third servant was doing things according to his own plan, because you noticed that third servant, he was just doing the things in the way that he wanted, not following God's program. And God said, I will take it back and I will give it to someone who will use it. Pay attention what I'm going to say, God will always give more to those who have more. And those who have will have it in abundance. Wow. God will give more. Uh, how can I explain it to you? And I want to explain it to you that you are going to understand. Uh, I'm going to give one example. Maybe... You cannot, maybe you are not going to like it, <laughs> but you are going to understand it, okay? But uh, just for exa example, do you know someone in the kingdom of God or in the church who attends service, ser Sunday service on a regular basis? Do you know someone? Regular basis, when I say it's ours. They are here every Sunday. They go to the, their cell meeting. The meetings in the house every week. They go to 
Bible studies on Saturday, every Saturday. They go to women's meeting always when we have, and we had a powerful meeting yesterday for all the women's Saturday. And then this person, I'm talking about this kind of people, they go to prayer meetings on Saturdays in the 12 hours of prayer. We have 12 hours of prayer. Do, do you know about that? And they go to 12 hours of prayer. Also, they go to the two hours of worship from 7 to 9 on Saturday. They are there. They go to conquer school. They are faithful in their tithes and offerings. What happens to this kind of people? Are you following me? Are you following me? What happens to that kind of people? They always going, 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 going. Well, after some, after more than 20, 20 years in the ministry, I am, I, I am born again for 39 years and I am 23 years in the ministry. And I can tell you what happens to those people. What happens with this kind of people? They are always coming faithful to the Lord. What happens to this kind of people? They grow in spiritual knowledge. They grow in wisdom, in patience. They become more patient, yeah? In joy, love, peace. They have a prosperous financial life. Why? Because they are faithful. Their tithes and offerings. And they have a successful, successful Christian life. They have a good marriage. And why they have that? Why? Because they fed on God's word continually. They were receiving continually the word of God. They enjoy fellowship Continually. They are exhorted continually. Not only on Sundays. They are exhorted continually. They are taught continually. They are encouraged continually. Because they are praying and serving in love continually. And never stops. In another hand. Those who are unfaithful, unfaithful, or just sporadically. Sometimes, okay, I go sporadically. What happens to them? F again, from working in the ministry for decades, I can tell you what happens to them. They just get weaker and weaker. They get bored with religion. They become more sinful and became, become lukewarm Christians. They have no strength left to believe anymore. And many times they fall away because of their kind of life. Those who are extremely faithful, pay attention, read with me. Those who are extremely faithful they are blessed with gifts, resources, and their faith multiply. And those who are unfaithful suffer the exactly opposite. Did you get? This is what I can see. Those who are faithful, those who has what is happening, they are receiving more. More and more. And those who doesn't have, the Lord says, why are you going to keep? I'm going to take it, give it to someone. This is why. The Lord is saying, if you receive something, that you have to use it. And if not, this is why some people, they have more and more and more and more. This is the principle of the kingdom. I am teaching about what? Stewardship in the kingdom. And this, what is stewardship? Is that the management of someone's uh, wealth, resources, and property. 
This is stewardship. It's not about you. It's about your king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? Amen. Notes what God said, that a good stewardship is not only maintaining, but growing, multiplying, and using all God gives you. Servant number three, what he did? Servant number three, he maintained. He kept. He didn't throw part of his talent. He gave when, that, when, when he was before the Lord. He said, Lord, he, he dug, he went to the floor, dug it. He said, Lord, here is what is yours. Huh? Okay? The Lord looked at him and said, He didn't throw away, but he didn't use it. He maintained and he gave back to God. And what God said to him? Wicked and lazy servant. The only pay attention what I'm going to say now, my blood brothers. The only people God said, well done, good and faithful servants, were those who increased what God had given to them. This is the point. What, what, you are, what do you want to receive from the Lord at the, the, the end of your life? It's not just to keep. You have to use because those who use, they're going to receive more and more. Another thing that I learned through this passage is God called faithfulness increase and multiplication. Did you get what I say? God calls faithfulness increase and multiplication. Faithfulness is when you get what you have and start multiplying and using. Not just to keep it for you. God invested his talents and money on these three people. And he was expecting return. Maybe you never thought on the, of this way that I'm going to say to you. But maybe it's going to be sound strange. But did you know that you are God's bank. You are God's bank. You are God's investor. You are God's manager. You are God's preacher. You are God's, God's servant. You are God's intercessor. Do you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Blood brothers, pay attention. All that God will do in this earth, he will do through you and me. Everything. Do you agree with that? Everything. God acts or works on earth only through man and woman who are willing to serve him. When, when God needed to save the world, when the man sinned, Sinned against God. And God wants to say, I want to choose to save the world. What God did? God sent one man. One man to earth. Because Jesus was a God. But he left his glory. And he, he left the kingdom of heaven. He incarnated. Was born of a woman. And get salvation for humanity. Pay attention. Everything that God will do on earth. He will do through man and woman. This is a law. And I have a question to you. Does God want to save people? Yes, yes or no? Yes. But Ezekiel 22.30. Ezekiel 22.30 says. God said, I looked for someone among them who would build up the all and stand before me in the gap 
on behalf of the land, so that I would not have to destroy it, destroy it, but I found. Wow! It is the will of God to save the people. Yes. But he is looking for someone who will stay in the gap. Someone who will stay in prayer in favor of these people. Ezekiel was written in the year 570 before Christ. 570 before Christ. In that year, God sought for someone to intercede. And what the Bible says, he did not find. The story remains the same. In the year 570, God was searching for someone and he didn't find. In the year 2023, we are trying to find someone to be in the gap in the prayer meetings, and we find no one. <laughs> the story is repeating. Why? Because the people, they have the talents, they are saying, I am busy. I have no time for you, Lord. And the story is the same. Why? In the 12 hours of prayer, who, who are there? You are going to see that there is no people there. If you go to our prayer meetings, who are going to see there? You are not going to see because Saturday the people have many things to do. And this is how the things are going. God wants to save many people. Do you agree? But he is going to save through you and me. Through my prayers. If you pray for them, if you preach the gospel... To them, if you visit these people, God, God's will will be fulfilled. Did, did you understand? This is God's will. But how God's will will work on this earth? Through you, 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 and me. This is not a word of condemnation. It's a word of teaching for all of us. Because why? One day we're going to give you account about my life and your life. Do you believe that God expects the growth and multiplication of his church and his kingdom? Do you believe? Yes. Yeah. But in order for his kingdom to grow, God need, need more cell leaders. Did you know? Yeah. People who will offer their home, their house and say, God, you can count on me. Here I am. This is how it works. The kingdom of God will work and go with people that say, here I am. Another question to you. Do you believe that God wants us to have a greater, a greater church in this town? Do you believe that? Yes. And I have another question. Where will the resources come from? From our faithfulness to God. This is how it works. Remember, what did I say? You are God's bank. You are God's intercessor. You are God's manager. You are God's preacher. You are God's steward. This is how it works. And God trusted you. And he entrusted you that. And this is a great privilege. I look at you all of that and I say, Lord, thank you because you trusted me. Can you say thank you because God trusted you? Say to him, God, I thank you because you trusted me. And here I am, you can count on me. Actually, God has already given all you all the resources and talents. And he is waiting you to expand those resources so he can expand his kingdom on earth. Maybe... You are going to say, Pastor, uh, no, I am the one talent person. I am the, that kind of person. I don't have too much. Or I don't know too much. I didn't study too much. I came from a poor family. 
I came in from a poor country. But you can increase your abilities. Amen? You can increase your abilities. Say to the person next to you, you can increase your abilities. Maybe you receive just one, but you can increase it. I, I want to just quickly to share my testimony to you. I came from a very poor family in Brazil. And, um, and uh, when I got married, when I got married 33 years ago, <laughs> I, I married that beautiful girl, Fabiana, that is on back. And uh, when I got married, I was making one and a half Brazilian salary monthly. One and a half Brazilian salary monthly. And it felt like close to nothing. It's a little salary. But what did I do? I was making a little money. What did I do? I learned more. I studied more. I was faithful in my tithes and offerings. I developed my skills. I did everything I could so I could be a better steward. So God can trust me with more. I developed my life in order that God could give me more. Do you remember that principle? If you are faithful, if the little, God will give you more. But if you're not faithful, how can God give you more? It's a waste, a waste. And then what happened? After some years working in the factories, my salary jumped from one and a half to 40 minimums, minimum Brazilian salaries. If you're Brazilian, maybe you're going to know how much is it. It's a big money. 40 minimums Brazilian salary. Those who are faithful in the, in the, in the little, let's read Luke 16, 10. Luke 16, 10. He who is faithful, who is Let's read all together. Who? He who is faithful in the very little things is also faithful in much. And he who is dishonest in the very, very little thing is also dishonest in much. Then this is the point. Be faithful in the little things that God gives you. Be faithful in the little things that you are taking care in the kingdom of God. Be faithful in the things, be humble in the, in, the, in the things that God is giving you in his kingdom. Be faithful in the little time that you have. Don't waste. Don't waste your time. Be faithful in your time serving the Lord. If you are asked to pray, be faithful, praying. If God asks you to lead a cell meeting, be faithful. Be faithful. If God called you to help in the children's ministry, be faithful in that little. God is calling you to the worship team. Be faithful. Be humble and committed. Beloved brothers, I'm not a preacher of prosperity. You all know, okay? I'm not a preacher of prosperity. In this church, we don't preach about prosperity. But there is one principle that I have to teach you. Alex spoke a little bit, and I have to, to talk just a, a little bit to you. And <coughs> because if you are receiving a little salary, I have to say to you, be faithful, because this is a principle. Be faithful in the little salary, be faithful in your tithes and offerings. Because giving is a quality and characteristic of all good stewards. All good stewards, they give themselves. They give their job. They give their time. All stewards. This is very clear in the Bible. 
The good stewards give his time, his talents, and his resources. And what does giving do to me? This is a question. I'm going, I'm going to ask again. What does giving do to me? It reminds me that I am not the owner. I am only the steward. It reminds me that God owns it all and he entrusted me. Does God need my money? No. But I need God. This is the point. Then I need to be constantly reminded. Since money is a competing for my heart, my money is not my master. Because money competi is competing. Because of money, you know, people don't go anywhere because of money. People stop everything because of money. Money is a competing against God. I, I manage money. I'm not managed by money. Money is not my master. You cannot say that money is not your master if you can't give up. You cannot say that he's not your master. One way to honor God is when we get paid and then we take the, percent the percentage and give back to God. Trust me what I'm going to say right now. 90% blessed by God is better way than 100 not blessed by God. Do you agree with that? And I want to invite you to stand up right now. Because we are going to read the last verse right now. We are going to read the last verse to conclude. Matthew 25, 23. Let's read all together, please. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over little. I will put you in charge of many things. Wow. Then the growth and abundance will come when you use what you have received. Amen? This is the point. If you use what you have received... If you are faith, faithful with the little, God will put you in charge of many things. This is the point. Have you been faithful in the little? In the little time that you have? With the little salary? With the little gifts and talents that you have? Wow, this is a great principle. When we are faithful with the little, God will give us more. And this is why we're going to see those who have are going to receive more. But some people are losing what they have. Why? Because they are not using. Did you get the point? And then, I, I, I am here to challenge you. God has placed you in this town. God has placed you in this ministry for you to serve him, for you to use your gifts, talents, and resources. Do you agree with that? <laughs> Please close your eyes. Close your eyes. What we are going to say to the Lord today about everything that you learn, about the good and faithful servant. Remember, the good and faithful servant, they were called good because they increased, because they used the gifts, the talents, and the resources. And those who hide, didn't use, they, are, they were called wicked and lazy. One day we all will be asked, what was done of the talents that I put temporary in your possession? What ha you have done? Please, 
I want you to pray right now. And uh, maybe you, can, you have to pray and say, Lord, I am sorry for what you have done. I hid your talent. And I am here asking you, please forgive me. Maybe we have been so lazy to serve the Lord. Those who have little, maybe you receive little, but if you use it, you're going to multiply it. But now God is calling you to have a heart of servant. Not just to work, but to have a heart of servant. And say, Lord, I am here to serve you. To work in your kingdom with a humble heart. Pray right now. Lord, in Jesus' name, we are here, Lord. I am here, Lord. First, to thank you. Because you entrusted me. Talents, gifts, and resources. Thank you, Lord, because you entrusted to all of us so many talents, gifts, resources. And you also entrusted us time. And we have time, Lord. But sometimes we are using our time, Lord, not in wisely, Lord. And Lord, we are here to say to you, forgive us, Lord. Because we are changing you for some things that has no value, Lord. We are changing, Lord, the kingdom of God for this kingdom of earthly things, Lord. And we are here to say to you, Lord, forgive us. Forgive our sins. Help us to be like the, the, the two servants that received five and two talents. And they multiplied. Lord, we want to be found and to be called by you as a faithful servant, Lord. Lord, that this, this teaching is so important that talks about my future. That talks about the futures of my brothers and sisters. And Lord, help us. Lord, to not to be lazy. Lord, but to be trustworthy. In Jesus' name, this is my prayer. And I bless all my brothers and sisters here. Thank you for their lives. Lord, we are teaching and preaching these words because we believe that this church will grow. This church will multiply. This church will be full of servants, Lord, that received their talents, used their talents, multiplied their talents, and one day all of them will be received, received by you as a faithful and good servants, Lord. Lord, bless all of them, Lord. Forgive, Lord, their sins and help all of us to be faithful to you. As a faithful servant we want to serve you, Lord. As a, as a good servant, Lord, you want to do the best for your kingdom, Lord. You want to take care of our agenda. To put you in first place, Lord. In Jesus' name, this is our desire. And we promise you, Lord, we are going to give you the honor and the glory for everything we have done in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. And I bless all my brothers and sisters. And we give you the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Glory be to the Lord. Hallelujah. Be a faithful servant. Amen.